Oh, um, I have something for us to hit before. I've got a shmee pin. Ooh, the Benjamin button. I got a shmee pin. <laughs> I haven't hit oil. In a that minute. is, that's live resin. That has this cr- is live resin. This it, isn't that shitty and Chinese. It, and it has crystals pot. in it. It has like actual like THC crystals in it, apparently, that they put in there. I'm going to tell you something you might not know about me, Joe Rogan. How am I looking? Um, better. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you look way better now. <laughs> Sorry, that was probably very unsafe. Well, that's all right. That's a, it's plastic, so you, you can't fuck it up. Man, how the hell are you? I'm fantastic, man. Um, all things considered, doing all right. Uh, we're here. I feel better this week. Last week, I would think I was in like a fucking fog because I was like high and sick. Not a good combo of things going on last and week. And you had to solo pod lifting last week. It was just everything was out of sorts. Whacked. Yeah. Whacked. I was getting whacked off in every direction. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trying to start me like one of the old jalopy cars. Well, I am. I, I'm feeling on top of the world. I had my first uh, mass Masonic ritual last night. Oh, is that what that was? I believe <coughs> so. I think I might. So I went to see. It was a big tour. It was Mastodon and Gojira at the raceway. So oh, yeah, yeah. big outdoor venue. It was right. awesome. But the the tour and the show, it was fucking amazing. But they had all these like uh what's it like light panel? Light panel visuals. Yeah, like the LED walls and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they had all these visuals going the whole time. And like I'm stoned as shit. I'm drinking some Miller lights halfway through. I'm like i I'm like noticing some imagery. I'm like, is this another Astro World? Oh, like no. I'm, I'm sitting there watching you're Gojira. You're trapped. Play. You're like, I'm trapped here, dude. It was I'm gonna crazy. die in a stampede, dude. I started like, like daydreaming of like, yo, what if like Next thing something you know, terrible Travis happens? Scott's, Travis Scott's in the sky, like it's Gojira's a playing, concert all over and I again. start hearing ad libs, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh no! And then you hear the, you hear the, uh, just the wing, like the really loud from. Uh, dude, it was crazy though. So, so check this out. I, I don't normally like those theories are fun and they're cool and all, but like. Being in the crowd and just the music going and the energy. Now I see what some of the people were saying, like when they were at Astro World, and just the the energy's hypnotic. Everyone's just kind of in like their own little trance kind of state that's happening. Sure. And that's I noticed myself kind of drifting off into like trance states because mm-hmm. I mean, and I love both those bands, uh, Gojira and Mastodon. They put on great live performances. Awesome musicians musicianship like the like the songwriting is on point and so coupled that with all right so this 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 all happened during gojira set this was the one that like really tipped me off was they started off with like just some very very simple colors and visuals and patterns and there wasn't a whole lot going on and then all of a sudden it started switching to like mri scans of humans and you started seeing like a brain, like MRI scans of a brain of like a body. And if you know anything about Gojira and their music, like it's kind of out there, esoteric, mm-hmm. weird anyway. Yeah, they've mastered on kind of in the same vein. And they're French. oddness, oddness, you know, yeah, very yeah. odd. So it 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 starts off as like you know very human, and then all of a sudden, for like at least five minutes straight, it was all this like cross imagery. Of like like a huge like Vitruvian man, you would see like the human in the right. shape of a cross, and then you would see other objects in nature in the shape of a cross, mm-hmm. and then it was like all these like trippy visuals overlaid on one another to sure. kind of, uh, I think in a way they were trying to say that like man is God, right? And then towards the, the end old, of the, the set, old new age spiel, it's some new age shit. Yeah, yeah, and at the very end of the set, they played a song called Another World, and all the visuals were about interesting. It, it was a cartoonized version of the band getting in a rocket ship, going to literally oh. another world. Oh. And guess what? When they land, it's Earth. 
That's always big in that. That's always big in that kind of stuff, right? When they do that in the entertainment sector, especially like I always wonder who provides the content for these tours. And that's why I'm like, so is it? Was it all Gojira being like this was their huge like, yeah, like big who's artistic the, who's vision? The creative director there, yeah, or who's the one? Yeah, who did? Because sometimes it's, it's as simple as lay edgy, lay edgy imagery, you know, like sure. it's, it's that simple sometimes. But I do think with like some of these certain acts, like once you get to a certain level, I think there is some creative direction involved. I mean, look at like the big brands and what they have their creative directors doing, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like these. Anything that like can influence a large group of people at once, I feel like these folks infiltrate it with their stuff. I mean, it's maybe not that complimented with Gojira, but I think on a on a larger scale, like well, they, no, they I pump mean, their stuff into but it. But you could be onto something. They pump their weird imagery into it because they know there's going to be a lot of people that will be seeing it, and they may not necessarily know what they're experiencing, but they're becoming part of it because they're there. Right. They're lending their energy. We're talking trance states, listening to music. And being high on drugs is very much being in a trance state. Dancing, now, dancing with a large group of people on drugs or yeah. drunk or whatever. That's that's like a that's a ritual. And so now you're coupling that with this subliminal imagery of being like they're feeding you this new age like man is God. Mm-hmm. They're giving they're you like star seed theory shit like through the music and through the visuals. You think you're just at this concert having a fun time, mm-hmm. but you could be undergoing this mass like hypnosis. Basically, it's mass programming. Yeah. yeah. In a way. And and when you use the word they, you say they start injecting this stuff. Well, who is they? They're the record labels. They're the elites. They're sure. the people that pull the strings and set this up. You look at bands like Gojira and Mastodon, they are at the top of the top of metal commercially. Absolutely. Like, they're radio metal. Yeah. Right? Like they're they're They'll selling get airplay out. and shit when their new album comes out. They have like Bro, huge Mastodon, world tours. Mastodon was on a fucking late night TV show. When Emperor of Sand came out. I also out. think because a lot of these, we say we they as well, I think there's a large music connection and there has been going back to the 60s with intelligence agencies in one way or another, either being like Nepo babies of intelligence agency or having family intelligence agencies. Like Jim Morrison. Or All Jim those Morrison, people. Yeah. Almost every popular artist of the 60s. <laughs> Almost every single one of them had either defense contractor, intel- military intelligence, intelligence. Which community. actually, we did a Patreon episode like a year ago yeah. on like the Laurel Canyon crowd that I'm pretty sure we made free on our feed. I think it is somewhere in there. Yeah. I think if you scroll back a couple months, it's... it's one of those uh, weeks we took off. I can't remember what we called the episode, but there is an episode of you breaking all that Laurel Canyon mm-hmm. stuff down. And, and I want to go back hippie. through that again. That'd be to great to revisit. Because uh, that was like when I had just like read the read, uh, I think, weird signs, weird scenes inside the canyon. And I was in the process of reading through chaos, which I didn't finish. And there's so much more info there. <laughs> there's oh, yeah. so much more. So many more tidbits, you know, uh-huh. uh, of how they just like effectively crashed the hippie movement with uh, drugs and weird, shitty music. Right. Well, not shitty music. I mean, it was popular, but it, it was completely astroturf. <laughs> like, and you had like back to the point I was kind of making is like the industry is very connected, I think, with an intelligence and that kind of seedy side of the art world that is in that kind of satanic you know yeah. bullshit or and just then, or just like new age satanic what do you i mean it's all kind of one big crossover at this point well and it's even like if you look stuff. at metal it's the triangle part of the circles it's just it's that third of the circles it's just sus stuff yeah but if you look at some genres specifically like Again, Mastodon and Gojira, they're very esoteric to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. it's very, it's hard interjecting like Saturn death cult shit into like Taylor Swift stuff. Yeah, you really you know, you because have to be more subtle with it. It's it has very, to be very juxtaposed. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Mastodon, or excuse me, Gojira can come out and literally do like, it, they played for about an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I felt that just like Astro World trance vibe going on of sure. everybody was just sucked in. But like I had that schizo part of my brain that was like, yo, check in, look around, what's happening. <laughs> Eyes open, dude. And so I'm watching these visuals and, and I swear it was, it, I don't know if it was like, consciously done in any way again it could have just been let edgy imagery it could have just been like some some band's artistic vision it could always be explained away as that at least it has the convenient cover of being explained away but that was one of the like first times at like a bigger show or a big event like that that i kind of felt was like yo what like is there like some wicca shit happening right now i definitely i've definitely had my fair share of like experiences like that I mean, having been at many concerts on <laughs> drugs. I feel, I guess, I guess it's more prone at like big festivals and big concerts because that's when you can affect the most amount of people. Right. Yeah. It, it would be more inclined. It seems like that's where b- b- anything bad that happens usually happens there. <laughs> yeah. Those huge events. So, but yeah, I mean, them being like those connections, I don't see. 
musicians, I, I feel like I've heard this echoed somewhere before and I'm just repeating it, but musicians make really good spies and spies are very connected with that weird side of a uh, culture. You mean like, cause they can literally go to other countries and, and tour and they'll get access. They'll that get fucking really access. Yeah. They'll get like, they'll get access to get in there. Like, it's not that hard. So basically, we need to beat up K-pop stars on site. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. For the good of the country. It's not racist. It's for no, national security. If, if anything, we owe them one. I think for you can explain that upon the world. anything racist away is just, no, it's for national security. Honestly, yeah. We're blowing up brown kids for national security. That was the strategy security. in the 60s. That's what it's always been. It's for national security. I, I, honestly, the blanket of national security, you could do a lot of things, man. Especially, and I think that's the big thing that like these intelligence, runaway intelligence. Yeah, they're having a good time. Because that's, you know, we used to spurg a lot about the black budget Mm -hmm. and the stuff that they don't tell us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really where, like that gray area of like, how far are they actually pushing this shit? Because they don't have to tell us how much money they spend. They don't have to tell us how many employees they have working for them. Mm -hmm. Like the CIA, by law, does not have to disclose yeah, any of that want. in the name of national security. So it's this blanket. It's almost like writing the organization a blank check to just yeah. say, hey, here's your just like blanket excuse for anything. And and we'll never fully understand, uh, you know, just how far they're pushing it. Oh, yeah. They'll routinely uh, smack FOIAs down based off of that. Routinely. Yeah. You, you FOIA the CIA for something and they're like, national security, suck our dicks. You're not getting shit. Like, black marker. Just. Oh, actually, here's your page. It's just a black piece of construction paper. Here's your, here's your fucking uh, information you asked for. There's a couple ands and thes that yeah, they left in for like, you. Yeah, they're open. You're like, oh, sick, dude. We Thank you, CIA. More shit in my mouth, please. Uh, but no, I mean, the history of what they can do and have done in national, in the name of national security is, especially with things like uh, mind control, which I think is a prevalent conversation right now. Thanks, Joe Rogan. Yeah, I think it's. And I will say, unironically, I think Joe Rogan did do a lot to bring MK Ultra like to the limelight. Definitely got more people talking about it for sure. Yeah. Um, well, it used to be like just us weirdos who and, knew about it. And I feel. I feel like you'd always see something about it. I feel like it was always in the ether and it's like, but it was always talked about as like a side note. Like, like if, if you're like, if your version of history is like the history channel version of history. I was about to say, I feel like I heard about it on the history channel. For sure. There's definitely like a lot of shows they do that like official, what I call official narrativing, (laughs) like, you know, and they don't retconning. Yeah. It's retcon. They don't go any deeper. They just give you like the most surface level and they're like, and don't you worry. They were just doing it because it needed to be done. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't like this isn't a bad thing, you know. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, there's a trail of bodies, whatever, but it needed to be done. So you know, it's like even the way they paint, like something like the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, like it's still they still kind of make it seem like we didn't do that bad, but like if you look at the like actual history of it, it's like no, that was like a massive fuck up on like an immense scale, and like Kennedy basically got tricked into that shit. By a bunch of like gung ho retards CIA operatives who were like, no, we can totally do this, mm-hmm. but we're actually not going to like allocate the money properly or train anyone properly or do anything right that we were supposed to do. <laughs> and a lot of guys are going to die because of it. <laughs> you know, speaking of Kennedy, did you see that uh, RFK Jr. like openly claimed that the CIA rigs elections <laughs> well, and executes people? Did you see the follow up tweet? Oh, yeah. My daughter worked at the CIA. There's a lot of good, hardworking, patriotic people there. Oh damn, that cracks me up, dude. It's all that just fucking one giant incestuous like f- what a bra, playing- bra moment of the year right there, yeah. dude. Holy shit, man. Bra moment. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's funny that even his daughter works there, but then it's like I, that's why I question his uh, you know, motives coming out to just be like, how much is he a controlled op? Yeah. Talking shit about the CIA and he's been like quiet for a while and he's like running to detract from Biden, I guess in some way. I don't know. It's just weird. I guess I get it, but but I did see him like coming after him after he started talking, so I don't know what to think at this point. I don't know what the point of him is right now. And see, that's a hard part. I feel like a lot of people will like dick ride RFK Jr. just because like he's I probably agreeing. Would have. He wrote a great book. <laughs> when <laughs> you know. he agrees with a lot of what I think people want to believe, like because regardless of whether or not you think you're immune to propaganda chances are you're not like as much as like i try hard to unplug and check out of that shit like i have to notice when i falling when i'm falling into patterns of like 
oh, wait, what I'm thinking right now is just total partisan bullshit. It's not coming it from time. a place of conviction. Yeah. And and that's kind of you have to like self audit that sometimes. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I think I think the RFK thing is just. I think it just feels like another fucking distraction at this point. But right, and that's you know, you know that's what I was getting at. It's just people are always looking for confirmation bias. Yeah, and so RFK Jr. I think he's like a very polarizing figure right now because. He's someone who's been involved in the establishment for, and his in his family has a history deeply with the establishment, deeply embedded. But look at how we characterize the Bush family, who's also been deeply embedded. So it's like we're going to give this RFK guy a pass just because he's saying shit I agree with. Well, yeah, and it goes back to like my crime families thing, right? You know, it's like it, it, they're crime families. They're multi. It's just different crime families. Biden's Biden's a fucking crime dynasty. Clinton's mm-hmm. a crime dynasty. They, these are the people who have been gunning for years. And like Kennedy's li- was just a Catholic lining dynasty. up, yeah, lining up shots to get themselves in certain places, you know, and they've been really good at it, and they're really good at like nepotizing their way and cementing their thing, like into. And it's like RFK is probably just the last ditch attempt of the Kennedys to try and like the Kennedy legacy, trying to like string itself out in some way, you know. Yeah. Like relevance. I mean, I mean that is pretty weighty things to yell at the CIA, CIA. But I guess making a tweet like that would make it there. If anything suspicious happened to you, I suppose uh, the old the old CIA would probably never live it down. <laughs> you know, yeah, when you throw saw- out, when you, it's almost like good cover. You know, it's like it's like dropping the Caltrops and Spy Hunter behind the car. You know, yeah. And you're like, oh, and you just throw that out there, and they're like, if they try come at me now. Good fucking luck. Well, <laughs> you're, I gonna, did see you're gonna a, have a bunch uh, of crazy QAnon people who are trying to fucking kill saw you. Saw a response that was like, in you know, retweeted uh, the RFK thing about you know assassinating people who disagree with them, uh, yeah. and said you know the CIA has the chance to do objectively one of the most funniest things <laughs> yeah. like ever in the history of comedy. Like right now, they could just do that. Yeah, they could, they but could. they won't. Just like broad daylight, middle of Manhattan, pow, like top of, just top of his head, you know? Yeah, let's hope yeah. RFK doesn't go to Dallas anytime yeah, dude, soon. Yeah, the irony, if it was in Dallas, that would be incredible. <laughs> but uh, Dallas Dallas and, uh, Dallas and Colorado Springs, two of the biggest, uh, they call them the biggest sleeper cities. Because that's where a bunch of fucking weirdos have come from there. What's like, Colorado Springs? Um, I think Colorado is like a lot of defense industry people. Like Columbine was uh, nothing but a uh, defense industry town. No shit. Yeah, it was a Lockheed Martin like village, basically, like company town, essentially. It was mostly only like Lockheed Martin families that lived there. Damn. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff. That, they think the school was like weird, too. But they, we like, don't think anything about it. No, no, nothing specifically. But I've read some very interesting threads in the past few days on that situation. <laughs> it's very, very odd. But um, it is crazy to me, though, that like we can talk about so many things. Yeah. But like some of those, some of the you gotta stay away from them. You gotta be careful. It's that's still one of the the few third like, rail, third rail, baby. That's one of the few yeah. like white. White hot like irons that you just can't get near. You can't I mean, get look too at Jones. close. They'll slap you with a. You fucking, can't get too close to it. a fucking billy. Well, that's why you gotta you gotta ask questions and you have to reference materials properly and not actually like just make uh, blanket statements. Yeah, <laughs> blanket uh blanket silly statements that get Which, you in bad court cases. Right, right. <laughs> I I think we're pretty consistent on saying. So I read this on 4chan. <laughs> yes, yeah, I like to preface it where so you know that what I'm saying probably can't be trusted, right? <laughs> In yeah. some way or another. <laughs> um, but uh, I did want to get into, so like I was prefacing before the show here, um, I've been going back through some of my older books that I've already read and kind of digested. I'm trying to get notes because I want to introduce you know, you guys, the audience, to some of the stuff. Some of you may have read these things, some of you may haven't. But uh, I was going through like the first preface for Program to Kill, which is called Mind Control 101. And it kind of got me on the subject this week for Mind Control. That was the idea. So I got Wait, some, what's what's the book program to kill? Yeah, the book is program to kill by David McGowan. If you follow the Instagram page, you've probably seen this pop up a million times because anytime I find like a meme with it in it, I always post it because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's like this book is funny because when you finish it, it almost kind of lets you it's 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 mind poisoning in a way that it makes it to where you almost can't believe your eyes every time something happens and you immediately start asking questions, which I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. Um, but at the same time, it also paints a very compelling picture that a lot of these mass violent things you've seen over the past history of time are like 
either helped or aided some way or like made to happen kind of on rails yeah. like a lot of the serial killers and stuff from the 70s very much seemed like they were on rails very much related to satanic groups and like pedophile underground ritual abuse groups and like all this stuff is a vastly connect it paints a picture of a vastly connected web of people across the country who are facilitating horrible things to happen and this is not and like they haven't all disappeared right and this isn't like necessarily like QAnon, but this is part of what we mean like when we say like there are elements of these psyops that like they get a lot right and and like you yeah. said there there is a vast network of people well, that's like that, how you craft a good disinformation operation is you you, yeah. you give little pieces of truth that's like COINTEL 101 right that's COINTEL Pro 101 is a little bit of truth mixed in with a whole lot of bullshit you know so it's it's pretty straightforward but um the the preface of it opens up in mind control 101 that kind of lays the structure of like how you get these murderers and killers that they weren't born this way yeah it suggests the reason the book's called program to kill is because literally talking about these people being programmed to kill so the argument is that a lot of this stuff (laughs) isn't really uh it's organic not organic. In a way. Yeah, because, you know, even though much- they try to like all the, do- you, you know, you have true crime podcasts and documentaries and all these people that's like, oh, they're just, they were crazy. And it's like, no, they yeah. were made this way. Sure. Whether Very it was much socioeconomic status, whether it was, you know, there is, there's so, a cri- set of criteria. So we understand almost. that like basic, like human development is that there used to be a, a debate for a long time nature versus nurture. Right. So we, completely understand now that it i mean it is a mixture of both like you there is in some level uh we call it predisposition so people can be born with predispositions but it's the factors of their environment that can almost bring out different expressions in them so like Mm -hmm. all of us on some level like are capable of doing terrible fucking things. Yeah. And some of us are genetically predisposed to be born alcoholics. If you have a crack or like an alcoholic mother. Yeah. Yeah. Or, a or if it's head. just your family's been like that for a long time. Right. You know? Like for me, I mean, I can yeah. crush a six pack and barely oh, get a buzz. I'm and, a drinker. Right. I'm, I'm a, a drinker, person. bro. I'm so a fucking drinker. We have to be real and, and understand that like, there are some people that are a little just off kilter. They're not mm-hmm. right from birth. Sure. It's nature and nurture. But I think when it comes to like overly sadistic acts of just abuse, terrorism, serial killer shit, like like the Night Stalker, like the, the Night Stalker isn't just like your next door neighbor. It, yeah, it requires criteria. Like it requires a certain level of trauma. And in like certain things happening specifically and whether organically or inorganically, like these people are very specifically made this way. Well, does this also kind of go to our argument about human nature? You know, a lot of people like to boil humans down and say, oh, well, we're selfish and violent and this and that evil. But, you know, I'm of the belief that, you know, altruism is human nature. That's kind of what separates us from the lizard brain, from everything else. So. I read a really fascinating book when I was younger that I actually need to revisit called The Lucifer Principle. And um, it's this guy, Howard Bloom, and he makes the argument in the book that humans are, in fact, like mostly programmed for evil and there's just good ones here and there. Uh, yeah, see, I, I don't buy that. Yeah, I don't th- buy that. he makes a compelling argument by offering a lot of historical cases. But also, it's like, I feel like it leaves out a lot of the like context of like, it's like he's juxtaposing it with modern society too much and being like, well, this guy did bad thing, but it's like back then that probably wasn't a, considered a bad thing. They just did it. Because it was like time to conquer. When it's also just some like stupid nihilistic bullshit of just yeah, like, just everyone's evil. Everyone and, like, sucks. Maybe Ugh. someone will be good. Maybe well, there'll be one good person out here. Or we something. talked in one of like the earliest episodes about how there's uh, evidence of altruism in right. like early cave Neolithic societies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So so you would have you know in any other species like they don't care for like handicapped either mentally handicapped or physically Animals handicapped even, really. people. They don't do that yeah. in the animal kingdom. But there's evidence of like Neolithic tribes taking care of, you know, whether the they had a guy. gimp leg yeah. or a fucked up head structure or some yeah. shit. They were probably retarded or whatever. And they and like they kept them alive and would feed them. And like even when they were nomadic, like they would pick them up and carry them with the tribe. They wouldn't just leave them yeah. behind. They didn't they didn't see they them had as some level weight. of empathy to them to like empathy. where they, they would to where they would devote resources and time to make sure they were OK instead exactly. of just being like, fuck you. Later. And part of that is, I think, seeing the inherent value in the person, right? Because, like, uh, a cannibalistic, 
species like doesn't even see the value in its own, you know, kind of progeneration. Sure. If it's going to kill its own species. But that's why I really think, man, that human soul, there's something about us that's just totally different that, you know, this book, I think, gets it more right. The program to kill. Yeah. I think we're we're good nature that's what separates us from the animal kingdom sure that's what separate it's our human soul is our altruism and, and there can, can be bad there can be like bad natured people as well like it, yeah. even bad natured cultures like sparta for example didn't take care of decrepit people they threw them off the fucking rocks that's eugenics no, like, 101 <laughs> you know? yeah eugenics <laughs> 101 <laughs> you know so it's like i mean there's definitely still people but it's it's definitely not as simple as like everyone's just carte blanche evil. I do think it I did it is a very interesting book. It's a like a metaphysics book, I believe, but it's pretty it's pretty interesting stuff. Um but yeah, so I'm going to hit this bowl and then I guess we'll crack this book open and get into some of the lines in it. Try to keep it from getting too boring. Um, I know guys, it's a book. But um let me get to my first note here. So <laughs> this is from David McGowan's program to kill uh, the preface introductions mind control 101 so this is a pretty you know easy statement but um, there exists a substantial paper trail establishing that the US intelligence community has devoted a vast amount of both human and financial resources over a period of several decades for the study of mind control I'd say that's a pretty factual statement. I think we all know that. Yeah, we're off to a good start. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I, I'm just not too, too disputed. But um, the degree to which any given person is susceptible to being mind-controlled is a direct function of that person's susceptibility and to what are known as disassociative states. According to the psychiatric community, disassociative states or disassociative disorders include amnesia, fugue state, and what used to be called multiple personality disorder, but is now generally referred to as disassociative identity disorder. So the point of that is to establish that like a lot of these folks, I think, aren't quite cognizant. It's to establish the idea that many of them may be like, you know, auto basically automatons that are killing. Mm-hmm. That's what the program part is, or the fact that they can like bury a personality inside of them. You know, like you could bury this, like, like Ted, like Ted Bundy's a great example of like he clearly had like multiple personalities. Mm -hmm. He would like sign letters as like Sam instead of himself. Like there was different guys in there, I think. And one of them was like the one that was able to be a politician, the one that was able to be like a family man. And then there's like that evil murderer that was hiding inside yeah. of him that was cutting girls' heads off and like fornicating with them. Well, if we look at some of the most blatant examples of predictive programming, I mean, like Jason Bourne is probably a documentary. I'd say so. You I'd know, say so, yeah. Like that level I think of, they have guys. of programming and, and just, uh, what's it, just personality, I guess, manufacturing. And even like, I mean, even some of these, you know, not to like get too third third rail with it, but like some of these shooters, these they're zonked out after the Sirhan. Sirhan's a great example. Yeah, that's right. Zonked yeah. out as fuck after that happened, and like he says, he doesn't even remember doing it because they and they think that he was like a pro. He think he was like the perfect example of like what they thought was a Manchurian candidate, essentially. Uh, he was like a real life Manchurian candidate, and no memory of doing the shooting, I believe, and like they think they planted something in him. But a lot of people, there's also theories that. Possibly his bodyguard or the cop behind him actually shot Bobby Kennedy or whatever. The fuck yeah. it is. There's a lot. There's a whole thing there because the ballistics of it are crazy. And it happened in what the 70s or something. So there's no real record of any of it. It's just like, yeah, this is what everybody said happened. So but I digress. So as with any category of mental illness, there is no dividing line that separates those who are diagnosed with disassociative disorders from those who are normal. Virtually everyone possesses the ability to experience disassociative states. Many people, for example, are familiar with the phenomenon sometimes referred to as driving on autopilot. And the scenario generally plays out as follows. You suddenly snap out of it, just as you are pulling into your parking space at work, and you, real, you realize in your horror that you can't remember how anything happened since you left your house. Yeah. Which can happen. I feel like I've had days like that where I'm just too deep in thought. And the next thing I'm like, oh, I'm at work now. You know, like didn't really think about it. Got there, though. But yeah, I, I wasn't like I, w I wasn't absent, you know, but it was like, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm at work already. Well, it's I've noticed, too, where it's like your eyes are still intaking information on the road. Yeah, it's still processing all of it. But there's like you're back here. Exactly. You're back it's like here. you're in the back of your mind. Yeah. Well, and I've I watched a little thing about helicopter pilots a while ago, and they were talking about uh, that the joystick 
that like controls the helicopter. Sure. And they say uh, a pilot has to be constantly jiggling it and yeah. moving it to make like micro changes yeah. to to keep the the helicopter exactly where it needs to be. And all these pilots, they were explaining like this flow state of like you do it enough and like your hand just moves. He's like, I could have a conversation with you, you know, consciously, you know, again, your brain isn't on your hand on the joystick. It just knows that's what you have to do to maintain. It's just your body is carrying out this. It's like breathing. Yeah, it becomes like it becomes like an involuntary action versus a like conscious voluntary controlled action. I think the what they're getting at is these dissociated states. They can basically program you to to shoot someone just Mm -hmm. like you would breathe. Yeah, and like with like marksman level accuracy. Yeah, like not you. You probably won't miss. It would just be a part of just what you do. What even your though body you've like does. probably it's muscle memory. Even though you've like maybe never fired a gun in your life or something, but all of a sudden there you are. Well, no, they will. They probably do all kinds of weird trainings on mm-hmm. them. Or do you think it's like Matrix level shit where they like download like a personality for them? Like, do you think you know, they can like download marksmanship? I th- I think they. Or do could, they have to practice? I with think them? the idea is that yes, they are able to like take and package a personality inside someone regardless of what they've been able to do i think is the concept of it so regardless maybe, of like their actual capabilities and their like actual their primary persona's knowledge of it yeah i won't i think the idea is that they can put a whole other person in there. when that's thing if or you, at least they were trying to figure out if they could do that if you program someone to like emulate chris kyle yeah you know american sniper even though they might have never fired a gun before they're going to approach it as if they have the confidence of the american sniper they're going to be calm in the situation they're going to breathe they're going to execute because they've downloaded that personality they're they're no longer that shaky afraid person that's going to fumble and the power and, of suggestion is yes. a very real thing i watched a hypnotist recently do a show and he actually got people into a state and made them do things that they did not remember doing it exists. It's it, it can be done. I don't I don't know if you could translate full on ability. Maybe I mean, well, that I might be that say, might be a reach. That might be a reach on my part. But I think that's the idea. Also admit that I believe only like thirty percent of the population is actually susceptible. And they're really good when they get large crowds. They can kind of talk and they can kind of pick the people mm-hmm. that they think it's going to work on. Because you'll see too, they'll have like ten people up there, and they then get, six of them are trying to punk him. Yeah. Yeah. But four of them. Four of them are actually in it. He got four of them good. I, I saw that. I, yes. saw, I actually saw where he got, he legit got like, I was pretty impressed because it was like six people that he had like under. Yeah. Which is like, that seems like that's not very easy to do. Mm-hmm. And he just got lucky that that's like who was there. Wait, and, he, and they're good at picking And he's them. probably good yeah. at it too. Yeah. He was because he was like, he did a little test and he's like, so if you're feeling that too, raise your hand and come up on stage because I think you're, you know, you're the kind of person that this will work for. Yeah. And then like, and he did it. I don't know. It was weird. And then there's a lot of talk of that stuff. And like a lot of these mind control books, the early mind control books were very wrapped up in hypnosis. Like books, research that was being done was very wrapped up in hypnosis back in the day. And so think about how like you can do that just by talking to someone. Mm -hmm. Imagine we're hypnotizing you right now. Think about a bunch of just throwing a bunch of LSD at somebody on top of that. Uh, Imagine. Yeah. Imagine giving guy like a 300 micrograms of acid and just make it and then just hypnotic suggesting him. And him not allowed to leave the room or go anywhere. Yeah. He's with you, and you're his world. You're, you're going to kill the, the prime minister of Malaysia. You ready? Yeah, exactly. Relax. Exactly. Just do it. That's one of those Zoolander's one of the movies that uh, hit a lot of themes in it. Yeah. The crossover of the fashion world with spies, international spies, and like uh, programmed murderers. It's very interesting. That's also, very I interesting think, stuff. one of, I think it's like top three comedy movies all time for me. Has to be. It's yeah. just so perfect. Definitely, it's definitely on the top of my list for sure. I think I have almost every line memorized. That's sick. Moisture, <laughs> the essence of wetness, the free gasoline. Wetness, I remember, I remember that the old. Essence of beauty. Do you remember that old metalcore band back in the day that had this song? It was "Free Gasoline Fight Accident." No. It was like after the Zoolander movie. I love it. Damn, I can't remember the name of that yeah, band. I wish I could remember. That's because two thousands metalcore like had hilarious, just the dumbest <laughs> names. Yeah, it's awesome. And they all use Family Guy samples. <laughs> Old Suicide Silence, dude. That yeah. was the best. I remember moshing that once. That one part. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's just like, I remember being at Fredericksburg moshing to that shit, dude. So sick. Uh, that was the good old days, baby. But uh, yeah, man. So all right, another line from the book here. 
Disassociators have the following traits in common. Many such subjects reported a history of child abuse, although some remembered this direct. Some remembered this directly. Some had been hold, told by others that they had been abused. And other disassociators who had not been abused had suffered childhood traumas, such as prolonged painful medical conditions, and before the age of 10 experienced the deaths of a parent. So it's to, to get people who are primed for disassociation, they have to have like some kind of large trauma in their life. Sure. And that's what creates that like wedge in their personality that can then be exploited and cracked open. When I think that's like the crux of MK Ultra, right, is that it's not only mind control, but it's trauma-based mind control. Like that's a big, you almost have to break a person like a horse. You have to break their spirit. Yeah. Um, and so they talk about, can like, can you create disassociative? Can you create these things in people? Like, Without it just naturally occurring, essentially, is the idea here. So um, well, I'm sure if you fuck them in their ass enough, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you abuse them and put them on SSRIs, you can probably definitely make it happen, right? So, do disassociative orders occur naturally in the human species? Uh, is anyone who has ever driven their car to work on autopilot or been caught daydreaming or spacing out can testify? The answer is yes. Although the vast majority of people would not normally use the term disassociative state to describe the experience. Can this naturally occurring ability to disassociate be enhanced? The answer here also appears to be yes, albeit with the caveat that enhancing that ability generally requires the affliction of severe trauma. That's where the satanic ritual abuse comes in. Yes. Um, and uh, preferably during the vulnerable childhood years. Again, that's why it's specifically kids. There's a re there's a rhyme and reason here. You have to get in there early. You, have you know, to they're not kidnapping adults. They're not kidnapping porking guys in the butt. Yeah. You know, it's like there's a very well, specific. Well, they are. They're, aren't they like what's it, buck breaking and shit? They do in the <laughs> in the rap community. Oh yeah, they definitely be doing that shit. They be buck breaking motherfuckers. Buck breaking. Have you ever seen Tariq Nasheed's movie? What? Have you ever seen Tariq Nasheed's movie called Buck Breaking? No. Oh, you know what? We might have to do a Patreon watch along for that because that is. <laughs> That is some fantastic stuff right there. Well, I don't he know paid, if I want to. He paid some artist to do a bunch of renderings, and it's like white guys pulling their belts off, and there's like a black guy with his ass out like, oh, no. Like, it's, it's fucking crazy, dude. It's some of the craziest fanfic I've ever seen. Well, from what I hear, like, dude, that's Tariq, why I like... Tariq Nassim, Nassim. So that's why, like, there's videos of, like, Lil Wayne kissing Birdman and uh, shit like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. In the, it's the idea that, like, yo, they there's, like, barbershop interviews of rappers being like, yeah, they definitely make you do gay shit. Dude, weren't we talking to... <laughs> remember the I'm Woe Vicky episode we you did? You suck the penis just for a fucking... For a chain? Dude, they do that. For they a chain? Will, from what I hear... Damn. From what I hear, I ain't putting no smut on nobody. I'm not yeah, putting yeah, smut on anybody's yeah. name, but from what I hear... Trap Lord Ross stuff here, Yo, dude. they definitely be... Me a Trapler Ross video on bug breaking. <laughs> Doing some weird shit. What is bug breaking? <laughs> that's so great. But that level of just, I mean, that's music industry abuse. I mean, that happens all the time. Look oh, yeah. at Disney. I mean, they're fucking little kids, supposedly, allegedly. Well, yeah, let's not, we don't want to bring their wrath down upon us. Disney. No, nah, they're too focused on DeSantis right yeah, now. Yeah, they don't have the resources for us. I think Ron's on Ozempic. He doesn't look as fat as he used to look. Nice. I think he started hitting, I think everybody's doing Ozempic now. Do you know what Ozempic is? No. It's a fat people drug. It makes you skinny. Well, I want that. It's just an injectable skinny drug. Oh, it's injectable Coke. I'm pretty nice. sure. No, I, I think it just literally like eats fat off your body. I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the specifics of it. But if you've seen all these pictures of people now, where they're like their cheeks are all sunken in in Hollywood, they're, they're that's the they call it Ozempic face. It makes it takes the fat out of your face like really hard, almost to where you're like gross looking. Oh hell yeah! Like Anna Taylor Joy. If you look up a current picture of that, she she kind of looked okay except for a little weird like bug eyes. She's always been weird though. But yeah, but she like she looked all right. She was kind of off. But now she looks like a freak. She looks like a mantis? Because it's like... It's like a mantis it's person. Like sucked. It looks like she's going like this. It's like she's wearing an MF Doom mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. MF Taylor Joy, dude. Um, well, yeah. They're, yeah, they got all these freaks doing a zimping now, though. It's very strange. It's funny that we live in a... We li we live in, I almost said we live in a society. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, though, that like the really healthy lifestyles are... Like, really unhealthy lifestyles are encouraged, and then it's just like, oh, now we have a solution, Ozempic. Well, that's like the, that's our generation's, like, boomer solution of just yeah. take the pill. <laughs> Dude, I mean, how many people are still along that just, like, me, 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 take a pill? Like, yeah, doesn't matter as long as I get my bag. Selfishness is encouraged uh, on a, like, kind of And that's the lizard level. brain stuff we talk about, but I think, and that's where 
these like abusive structures have to exist though. And that's why they prey on those people and they use their like selfish, I guess, tendencies to be like, Hey, look, your family is going to be fine. We'll take care of you as long as you're a pawn in our game. As long as you go out and you make this media, you tell these jokes, you know, you're the face of whatever brand we throw at you, you know, as long as you play the game, we'll make sure you're safe. And so many people just go along with it. That's what me and Connor talk about, like the long, the humiliation stuff. Like they're, they're making them do just do these things, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like when an artist puts out like a really shitty album or something, or like they do these really like stupid things on late night, and you're just like, damn, like or like the dude, black dudes being forced to wear dresses or dresses girls at some point and they're like career no matter what like on yeah. television they always make them do like a girl role you know just to like fuck with them mm-hmm. you know like even Chappelle said like that. if you're on SNL or yeah, something like whatever yeah they're gonna make you like dress up as a chick or is it yeah, I don't know that's weird but um oh, let's see here where am I would the CIA and other this is a, another bullet point here would the CIA and other US intelligence agencies be restrained morally or ethically from inflicting such trauma Are they trying to give themselves an out How this question is answered depends largely upon the individual reader's political orientation and level of awareness of national and world events um, basically, do you like the state or not? Yeah. If you like the state, how do you it's feel cool. about the government? <laughs> if you don't like the government, the shit kind of sucks. Yeah. So if we accept that disassociation is is real and naturally occurring human ability and that the tendency to disassociate can be enhanced and that the intelligence uh, community's hands are not tied by ethical concerns, then the final and most uh, critical question becomes, can enhanced disassociative states once created be controlled? Um, and then it talks about this guy, George Estrabooks, who I think so they're he, trying to battle bots. He wrote a book on hypnosis and he was talking about how like his hope was very much so that you could take somebody and implant a personality in them that had information. You could have your you could make the bot. perfect spy yeah. or like, yeah, a perfect agent because they don't even know that they're carrying a secret in their head until they get back and like whoever, whatever they have to do to crack them, whether it's a phrase or whatever it is, a song, a glass getting tanked on three times, whatever, you name it. They have that information readily available, but they like it eliminates the worry because the agent has no clue they have it, so how could they give it away? Mm-hmm. You know, and that was kind of what the, that was one of the CIA's main researches into it. The reasoning was like to try and create Manchurian candidates, essentially, not even just killers, but eventually their mind, because of the militant nature of the CIA, is like, can we make, a go- can we make an assassin that can do that? That was the next step. Well, and that's the ultimate, like, uh, wipe your hands of liability is like, because you can have someone like Sirhan Sirhan, like, on video do something. Right. And it's like, it's nobody questions, like, oh, that guy shot him. Yeah. And there's no question. It's very easy to do. Yeah. And so it absolves you of anything. That was in the 70s. Now you can just, you say whatever. It don't matter now. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is it's the it's passing the buck to be like, you know, it's it's the perfect honestly, the reason the government would spend so much time doing this is because like when the government goes and bombs brown kids, like we can see the drones going and mm-hmm. we can see the data and we can see all that shit. But th- that's what I just said, you know, about like Sir and Sirhan, when he does that on TV, yeah. no one questions, oh, that wasn't the CIA. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. the government. That yeah. was that guy. That was that was a crazy guy. I saw it on TV. That yeah. guy definitely did it. It was the so crazy guy. It makes you not want to look any deeper because, oh, case closed, guys. We found the killer. Right. Um. So. How would that control be attained? Esther Brooks shied away from the details. He only alluded that the severe psychic torture state is required to split a person's core personality and then exert control over the alter personality that is created. Esther Brooks noted that multiple personalities are caused by a form of hypnotism in the first place. We will see that emotional shock produces exactly the same results as hypnotism. Multiple personalities can be both caused and cured by hypnotism. Remember that war is a grim business. Suppose we deliberately set up that condition of multiple personality disorder to further the ends of the military intelligence. Everyone can be thrown into the deepest state of hypnotism by the use of what I termed the Russian method. No holds barred deliberate disintegration of the personality by psychic torture. The subject might easily be left a mental wreck, but war is a grim business. And uh, he also another one thing we added here: children are children are notoriously easy to hypnotize. <laughs> so yeah, 
And that's, but then he said that he just said they lifted it from the Russians, right? The idea was lifted. Yeah, that total psychic breakdown because they found out what sparked MK Ultra, I believe, and that research into mind control was that uh, the Koreans what they got a bunch of captured American GIs to do during the Korean War. That's right. That was the Russian torture method they had learned and been taught by the communists, by the Russians, by the USSR. So when we got our prisoners back, they were like, no, we love Korea. And they're like, how the fuck did they do this? We were so behind the ball on it. We had no idea you could do this to people. Yeah. These these guys, this was like kids in a candy shop. They're like, what? You could do this shit to someone and so effectively disintegrate a person's personality that suddenly he's a vowed communist who loves his torturers? And yeah, doesn't identify as an American. It, it anymore. doesn't even probably identify as himself anymore. It's insane. And so they once they figure that out, they're like, oh, "Shit, let's uh, we better start using some LSD on children and torture them. <laughs> figure this shit <laughs> yeah. out, man. Let's figure this shit out." Yeah. So, um, now this is a different guy they're talking about here. This guy Verdier, Paul Verdier, he wrote an obscure book entitled. Brainwashing and the Cults, an expose of capturing the human mind. But this is a expert here. So by his account, the objective of the would-be brainwasher is to access these areas of the brain that are outside the individual's conscious control. This is accomplished, the doctor explained, by circumventing the normal inhibiting response of the cerebral cortex so that an individual's voluntary conscious control, self-control will be bypassed or short-circuited. It's no... Uh, it's uh, in the order to disable what Verdier referred to as the brain's cortical block. Um, alcohol, euphoric drugs, isolation, solitary confinement, and the most dramatic and unique item in the brainwashing arsenal, hypnosis. All of these brainwashing techniques significantly have been exhaustively researched by the CIA. So it's basically kind of pointing to the only reason you would do something like that is because that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. You know? Um, Verdier went on to explain that in order to achieve truly lasting states of brainwashing or mind control is necessary to subject the victim to profound and deep emotional states, basically fucking with him as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Like they did with Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, exactly. A lot of, a lot of these guys, uh, even I'm trying to think of someone else. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised the Batman guy. Batman theater guy, he had a shrink he was with, and she had some weird connection. Are you talking about Heath Ledger? No, uh, the uh, the Holmes guy from Colorado. The Batman Mo- Aurora guy. movie theater thing. Oh, that guy. He had a weird. He had a his fucking shrink that he had. This had some fucking weird tie. I have to look it up and find it. What what it was? But yeah, man, there's a lot of like a lot of these shrinks are deeply connected to around like around this stuff picking people's brains open and shit more well, especially too if you have someone who's you know intelligence mm-hmm. they can just totally pose them as a shrink that works at a legitimate office and then you funnel some kid to you via you know through like some sort of grooming or yeah. manipulation or see that's a thing too, hypothetical is, but yes yeah but you can't yeah. also like underestimate the lengths people will go to or excuse me uh these people will go to yeah. to manufacture events like every person that you encounter in a day-to-day basis, like could be a plant, like someone you meet at the grocery store who like bumps you to make sure you're five minutes late mm-hmm. to make sure you catch this light, you know, like it's gang stalking level could shit. Be, it, it, it could be gang stalking level shit. But yeah. But it's like, it's like how much, I guess it's like how much credence do you lead lend to that? You know, I don't know. It's because like, I, I, but we're boring people, you know? But, no, I'm not saying yeah. us specifically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just, just think the idea is like it could be something like that, I guess. What I, the question I posed at the top of the episode was like, you know, what are the lengths these people will go to? I think gang stalking is one of those lengths. Like, I, I don't put it out harassment of the campaigns realm of possibility. are real. Yeah. A harassment campaign to funnel all of these sort of, uh, I guess, to f- channel activity, like you said, to put people on rails. Well, and in. in- People always try to laugh these things off when you bring this stuff up, but like there's very clear accounts of Julian Assange's wife waking up to two guys standing in the bushes behind her house with NVGs on, just staring at her. And like once she became aware of them, there they just they just stayed there. They didn't give a shit. Yeah. That then they were government people. They yeah. they run harassment campaigns. Like to pretend that they don't, you're either very naive or you're just bad faith. That's all. Like you, you, like you can make fun of gang stalking people all you want because yes they're loons but the reason they're amplified is because they're loons and it makes the whole thing seem even more ridiculous mm-hmm. but they could very much do that if they want to that's what that's what any 
intelligence operation where they're watching someone is it's just gang stalking yeah <laughs> like when they're watching you it's just gang stalking at the end of the day like even just cops doing routine surveillance like that's gang stalking. it's a bunch of people stalking it's coordinated you. group yeah. of people with radios following you around fucking with you like i mean sure you can get in that deep waters of like the emf manipulation and stuff oh and a lot of people man there is a the a voice sex. to skull technology so not only that there is a sect of uh targeted individuals mm. who think they're being targeted by like the black nobility nice. kind of like we talked about uh last week with izzy and like the black pope sure and the, the the black nobility and all that stuff they think they're being targeted by these like specifically like these shadow uh well it's, these shadow families well it's like the mirage men from the ufo stuff during the 60s what's that the Mirage Men, the Men in Black, the, the, okay, the freaks black. that would show yeah, yeah. up and act real fucking weird, mm-hmm. and that, that was that that was an OG harassment campaign. That was like exposed that that they was purposely done, you know, like the guy who leaked the info that one dude, and um, because he found out about the secret planes they were doing at the base, and instead of telling him like, oh yeah, you just shut up, don't talk about it, you found out like our secret planes were testing they're like no dude that's ufos they had the dude like infiltrate and kept fed, fed, fed him oh, a yeah. lot it's and the he, same shit and they he probably it, did to bob lazar it's what established the initial like canon of the ufo community right you know and like it sp- spawned out from there with people like even people even accused bill cooper of being like one of these kind of disinfo guys as well i could see that yeah uh, on some a, level there's a section in um, the McVeigh book where uh, painting Wendy talks about him and it kind of does shed a different light on Bill Cooper than Talking I've, than I've seen horse guy yeah than I've seen before also apparently I don't know if you they know said this. his book was like kind of blatantly stolen from people like parts of it was blatantly stolen from other people and like it a lot of it is like inserts its own kind of disinfo stuff into it well what I was just about to say is yeah. I learned recently uh actually Martin Shkreli yeah. Martin Shkreli did an interview with Michael Malice on oh, his podcast. Oh, yeah. It's actually I, really I good. I'm not going to lie. That. I heard about that. Yo, I'm not going to lie. I kind of fuck with, with Marty Boy now. Somebody called Michael Malice a Republican, and I was like, what? No, he definitely is. <laughs> when you listen to his... Is he? Uh, he's he, gone full. He's gone. He's, well, he we, realized he can make so much more money off the right than the once left. Once he got hooked he, in on the Tim Pool universe, yeah. That's the thing. He's on the Tim Pool verse, and you know, you could, th- that's the fun thing about being a libertarian, is that <laughs> it, you really, put yourself in the middle. Well, he's. I guess he's an anarchist. Yeah, a little slider, and you just go... Eh, you can just kind of go either <laughs> way you <laughs> want, right? This way. <laughs> but Martin Shkreli said there's like... Apparently, there's like 10 different books that are banned in prison and behold a pale horse is one of them that's so weird they don't want to get him radicalized in the pen they don't want to radicalize uh, him with a bill cooper up in the pen if they let him read program to kill in prison <laughs> that's when you get a visit by six guards in the middle of the night yeah, yeah. and they say hey do you want to take part in our and study all, and all the cameras stop working on your cell yeah. block <laughs> that kind of stuff you know but uh where are we chilling at? Go a little we bit. Got about ten more minutes left. All right, all right. I'll hit a little bit more of this. Uh, I just don't want to bore anybody. But uh, let's see here. So brainwashing can be slow, insidious, and sure when applied to the ch- to children early in life. It is likely that there's a. This is someone's statement they're making. By the way, this is them. This is in quotes. I believe. I believe this is the doctor I was talking about still talking. So brainwashing can be slow, insidious, and sure when applied to children in early life. You ask how you want to. I really ask how he found that out. Um, uh, hopefully case studies. Could hopefully should, not inflicting it himself. Yeah, he echoed. Or no. Wait, 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 wait. I lost it. There's a short period of time following corporal punishment when the child is in a state of decorian decortication yeah so the barriers broken now hypnosis so to speak this is the ideal time to plant the positive instructions for better behavior in the future so basically it's like torture your child and be like hey you got to be a good boy from now on right you're not going to do anything bad and then the way to be a good boy is to kill the prime minister of malaysia yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i need you to throw a ninja star yeah the prime minister of malaysia but uh and so good doctor considered corporal punishment and positive instructions was left to the reader's imagination uh, the vulnerability of the child in disassociative states brought on by traumatic abuse is one of the reasons the CIA and other intelligence agencies have played key roles in the creation of relatively mainstream satanic groups, as well as in denying the existence of underground satanic cults engaged in violent criminal enterprises. I'm a case example for that. The finders cult. Bingo. 
uh, a group of people where they just had random fucking kids and nobody knew where the fuck they came from. They were all kept dirty and fucked up at all times. Uh, they didn't take care of them, kept them in a state of like... That's like, the Boys like Town you thing, would, right? It was connected, I think. I believe it was connected to Franklin's scandal in Boys Town. I was about to say, so most of our listeners probably also listen to War Mode, but yeah. definitely check out, uh, what was his name? Uh, the guy with the weird voice. Nick Bryant? Nick Bryant. Yeah, Nick, Nick Bryant, Bryant has interview. a really good podcast, yeah, and he wrote a book on it as well. And so the Finders cult is like kind of similar to mm. the Franklin scandal in that, like you said, they were like finding these kids, like... Why are you so dirty? Yeah, they you know, like came up to you... a playground and there was like two adults with like six kids that were just like trashy and they're like, all right, something somebody called the cops because they're like, this is weird. And I don't know it... if it's staged. Have you seen that interview with the two dirty kids where they're like, what happens? They're like, well, mommy and daddy or daddy takes us to some, you know, some party oh, and then all his friends touch us on our bums oh. and it's like these little kids and it could totally be staged yeah like, well and that's and that's that's where the purification starts happening with like yeah. the, and then then you get the false memory syndrome people coming in and like jolly jolly lynn west joy jolly on jolly on his name his name it's the weirdest fucking name it's j-o-l-y-o-n jolly on west creep you know mk ultra creep main guy he started the false memory foundation which is entirely dedicated to debunking anytime like kids come out and say they're part of satanic ritual abuse that's the first thing there that's like their primary function is to debunk what yeah. these and essentially evaluate these kids and go they're lying <laughs> and, and, and which is honestly it's that like, foundation it's crazy though, that they're working from the point of like no we need to make we need to prove these kids are lying versus like no we need to validate these kids stories when i was just about to say they even though that guy might be dead, his foundation, they still were around. doing work with uh, the foundation still around. They were doing work on the Maxwell Epstein trial. Yep. And trying to say that, like, those people were having, was it Virginia Guffrey? Guffrey. She was having false memories. Yeah, and she, and all that she stuff. did back off of whatever the fuck it was, didn't she, at some point? There was something she backed off of. I can't remember. But, I mean, my thing is, like, that doesn't take into consideration, like, outside pressure that she probably had put on her. Oh, for sure. And the harassment campaigns and Dude, all that it's stuff. It's like, no, no one knows about that kind of stuff because I guarantee that stuff is so compartmentalized. And, like, the people that are doing it can basically, like, flash a badge or something and be like, shut the fuck up, get out of here. Yeah. Like, but I think it is really interesting how now they're starting to draw a, a. Basically, they're drawing a straight line between, okay, we know we have out in the open MK Ultra level trauma based mind control operations going on, uh, state funded. You know, right. state run like that's out in the open. Like we know yeah, that's happening. decades of fucking papers that detail it. So now we can draw a straight line to like, OK, well, if they're using, you know, trauma in the form of like rape and abuse and everything else on specifically children, you know, now they're they're drawing that straight line to these satanic groups. And it that's where like, you know, the Q comes into play, the mm -hmm. whole Q psyop, which then, was. You probably just yeah, literally there just to discredit any kind of research in that movement. That's right. Because at 2016 there was huge momentum. People were going after people like Dan Schneider, um, whoever you name it. Like Weinstein. After P it, it was Pizzagate, it was around the time Pizzagate happened, but Pizzagate got co-opted by like the craziest elements of it, you know. And then you end up with a guy who does like his escape room, <laughs> his quick escape room tour of Comet Ping Pong and shoots the hard drive perfectly that the cameras were connected to, you know. Right. You know, it's just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> that was, uh, that felt like that time was just like such a blinding flurry of like random, like psyop ass shit. Well, I think they have to ramp that stuff up, you know, because part of the, the hyper normalization that the Russians figured out right. was like, Yo, just bombard them with a fuck ton of different narratives so that they don't know which one is true. And right. so when the heat gets put on a topic, you'll see a lot of psyops kind of pop up around it because, oh, now we need to muddy the waters. We need to cloud the narrative. Like yeah. you had the Wayfair scandal. Like that, that was totally was just like shit. that was that was for YouTube nerds. Yeah. The Wayfair scandal was for people who watch YouTube shorts. It was a Reddit mystery. Yeah. It was a fucking Reddit <laughs> it was mystery. It a Reddit right? mystery, dude. <laughs> so, and, and you have that stuff pop up all the time, again, to make 
these books that you're reading sound yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah. But I think I think he's correct. I think there's there's a lot to be said. There's a there's a lot of circumstantial evidence. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to. It's where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. But uh, I think I would agree with his characterization there. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's pretty spot on with a lot of his analysis. That's why I, the first time I read this book, I was like, oh, well, like, it's like yeah, <laughs> it feels like your feels like your eyes are getting peeled back and not to so much like weird knowledge that you did not possess before. But um, all right. Let's hit. I got. I got one. Let's get to the end here. But uh, well, that's the end of the introduction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, truth be told, stories told by survivors of ritual abuse tend to be self-discrediting. One of the potential benefits, therefore, of cloaking mind control activity in satanic rituals is that the operations are largely immune to disclosure. Even if an operation is uncovered, the stories told by the children tend to be so outlandish, so far removed from the world, that we know that the claims are easily cast aside as the product of a child's fertile imagination. In May 2000, however, a report commissioned by the United Kingdom's Department of Health concluded that the satanic ritual abuse was not, as an earlier report ordered by conservative government found in 1994, a myth. The Independent noted, in anticipation of the report's release, that specially commissioned government report will this week conclude that satanic ritual abuse doesn't take place, does indeed take place in Britain, and it will say that its victims have suffered actual abuse and are not suffering from false memory syndrome. So that was like a pretty landmark ruling, at least in Britain, that they were like, yeah, these people aren't lying. And it's like he said, the stories of satanic ritual abuse. Because like we, because of this, because of how we live now, you know, most people aren't like really religious. They're spiritual, but they're not religious. Mm -hmm. So the second you bring like the concept of just satanic ritual abuse in, yeah, and these people start telling stories of like ah, like the kids in the uh, Presidio preschool scandal and uh, McMartin and all that stuff. They always have these fantastic tales of being brought to these places and like put in a bathtub full of blood, and there's people with robes on around them, and then they're forced to have sex with people and whatever else, you know. And so, like you said, the stories are incredibly self-discrediting. Like most people would hear that and just be like, "Yeah, this is like." fucking pulp fiction shit and it's the perfect cover exactly and so that's kind of the argument too i think some people will discredit the kind of metaphysical thing because where you know last episode we're talking all about these ancient death cults that literally feed off this psychic energy that like we like think sacrificing on sacrificing children to right and on some metaphysical some level being, yeah. what they're doing is like actually like affecting things in other realms and dimensions and even affecting them here on, on our plane but you know, the whole flip side of that could be that, like you said, they're just using this as a cover to be like, no one's going to fucking believe you, kid, that we drew a pentagram on the floor and we all had robes and we all came in and yeah. had candles and like eyes wide shut shit. Like if if you were six years old and were stripped naked, beaten down, fucking brutalized and and like the worst yeah. possible things happening to you and it not only that it's like it's like an alien abduction like the your abusers don't even look human it's that uncanny valley of of what that that child is living through right just it's not and normal it, it's not real it's well, not it doesn't happen and it takes away the idea of the fact that there was like it's it's it helps cover up and throw the scent off the fact that it's like some kind of child trafficking operation because there's money involved in all of this. These people aren't just doing this for the like all this abuse stuff is a cover. They don't just do it for fun. It's because oh, they're yeah. they're sick people. But it's it helps cover the fact that they're actually running like a trafficking ring yeah. or like God knows what else. You know who knows what the but usually it's like involving child prostitution in some level. Like that's usually what it's for. Like these guys who provide kids for these people are getting money for it Mm -hmm. it's not they don't just do this because it's like oh we need to make sure there's kids to rape like you know it's it's there's money involved like at the end of the day so having these fantastical tales makes it so that like any time people try to investigate it it automatically loses any sense of reality because you're talking about the most extreme kind of fantasiful things on the planet yeah you know you're bringing this not just religious but satanic angle in so yeah it's like it's the perfect cover and i know it is it serves a purpose and i know like child abuse and trafficking is a step beyond like running guns and running drugs like i ran that shit's all connected too right but it's it's it all ties back to that black budget yeah it it creates money out of thin air 
out of thin fucking air. Yeah, that's not on the books for anything. And I don't know, let's say some aspects of Q were right. They're also getting their adrenochrome yeah. from this. Yeah, you know? if, that, if, if, that, if that's, if that's what's going on. But again, I think that's also like an outlandish thing to help really explain like something that goes on that is probably the industry of creating a trafficking children creating cp as well as creating snuff films i think all that's a connected underground market yeah i think the black market on all that stuff is or like the dark web shit yeah, that yeah. we just don't know about they're and they're, they're making tons of money off that shit like i hang out on youtube I'm not watching that shit. Yeah, I have no idea how much that costs. Things, yeah. But I'm I'm pretty sure some of that stuff isn't cheap. If, I, I don't think I'd log into Onion on my computer right now. <clears throat> if um I don't think you could get me to log into Onion on a computer right now to even get into Tor. You couldn't get me to do it. Bro, I have a hard time like signing up for like <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm scared to put my credit like card in on things. Yes. Like, yeah, like that's the that's that good old I feel like that's a very much like uh it's like a southern distrust thing, you know? Like, I don't I know. I get it from my, my mom, dad. My mom's the same way. Yeah. She's just like, I'm not putting my credit card on that computer. And I'm not like, nothing's deep. going to happen. I mean, <laughs> my dad still, like, goes to the bank and pulls cash out and, like, rolls around with, the, like, a wad. The mattress full, just stuff, stuff full. Yeah, money. for <laughs> sure. <laughs> got a bank. What do you bank for? I got a bank right at home. I sleep on it. <laughs> Sleeping on my racks. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Uh, but, uh, trapping. No. I appreciate you uh, bringing some fire this week, bringing oh, some heat. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, uh, I don't know. We have a cute, guys, sound off in the Q&A if you like that, because I, I want to kind of start doing that a little bit more, doing more more research, bringing in notes, bringing in this stuff, and kind of presenting, because I'm, I'm working, trying to work grand conspiracy of everything type thing from like the several books that I've been reading for a long time. Right. Yeah, and kind of figuring out how to link them all together here. Hell yeah. yeah. So I guess as you read this book, we'll also be kind of reading it with you. Sort of, yeah. So yeah, no, totally. Let I, us I, know. I try to hit the important bits. Yeah. If you you're uh, if you're on Spotify, yeah, yeah, sound off in the Q&A. Let us know if you like this, yeah, if you yeah. want to hear more about this book, if there's any other book recs we yeah. should check out, some other topics Feel you want to hear about. Hit up on the Instagram if there's something that you think we should cover. Please do. I'm always open to suggestions. Oh, and last thing, no uh, video this week. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, I'm poor right now. I need to buy video software and relearn how to use it because Adobe is shit. Uh, so that will be resuming here eventually. Uh, in the meantime, trying to fill it with things like, I don't know, streaming and gaming videos. Hell yeah. Maybe we can be asked to do an extra episode one week, you know, from patrons only. Who knows? But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'd like to hear from some people. Uh, and I know not everyone makes it to the end of the episode, but yeah. if you're still with us, it it would be nice to hear from you guys what uh, what you'd like to see on a Patreon from us because you know we have some vlog stuff, we have some other ideas, we have yeah some bonus potential bonus content we could be working on. But if there's something that uh, you'd like to see from us, please let us know because uh, right now we've kind of just been like wandering around aimlessly in the dark, just trying new things, just mm -hmm. kind of seeing what sticks. Yeah. Um so any any sort of feedback would be appreciated and uh loved. Yeah. Take it easy. Love and light, babies. Love and light. <laughs>